Welcome to Think Out for Your Imagination. This podcast is about the imagination of me, Jennifer Purcell, and other neurodivergents and neurotypicals, and how our imagination is still vivid because we are neurodivergent, and about my imagination I used to have when I was little, and bringing it to life and sharing it with you. I hope that you enjoy this first episode and that you will be inspired to email me if you want to be interviewed about your imagination that you had when you were little. I will put my email in the podcast description for you. Good evening. So today, in today's podcast, we will continue with where we left off. So this chapter is called A Blank Spot. I should probably tell you more about the blank spot so that you know more about it. The blank spot is an alternative, sorry, alternate world that exists in between all the worlds of the light, middle, and dark ones. It is called a blank spot because it is like a desert. It doesn't have very many living things in it. It only functions, sorry, its only function is for battles. Sorry, I'm a little tongue-tied today, so I might mess up. The blank spot is also called the BS, Blank World, or BW. BW, Blank World, is a wonderful place to use for things that one doesn't want to mess up in the world that they live in. They can use the BW for anything they may wish or desire. One can make the BW into any world they want it to be. For instance, it could be the battle world, travel world, athlete's world, fantasy world, practice world, or savior world. A practice world is used to play out a different scenarios that may occur so one may know how they would happen in the, their real world. They can also erase the worlds or scenarios they have created so they can create multiples. This is a good thing because it helps the sides play out what could happen to their world before it would occur. It is also beneficial because they can discover mistakes that would be made. Consequently, they will be prepared for those mistakes and will know how to avoid them or know what lessons they will learn from them. Once they have seen how they have occurred in the blank world, they can choose if they want to make them or not in their world, meaning make them happen. It can also be used for battles, and this is usually its frequent purpose. The blank world is used for wars because it has all the tools one needs for battle. It has an armory, a gigantic never-ending battlefield, a hotel for the the armories, post offices, and anything else one could desire or dream of needing. This is beneficial because it makes it easier when two worlds are at war, consequently making it simple for one side to be victorious. It can also get rid of the dead bodies from a bloody... Sorry, let me restart that. They can get rid of the dead bodies from a war instantly without having to bury them. The blank world burns them because it often has too much 
or too many bodies to bury, so it has to create too many cemeteries, tombs, or funerals. The blank world or spot has been used for many things. It has also been used to raise a child that the family didn't know about because it needed to keep it a secret. This happened with each chosen one for all sides. They were eventually shown to the world when they were adults. That age is 21 in all the worlds, light, metal, and dark. But no one ever knew that they were raised in a blank spot, except for themselves when they reached the right age to be told. They were usually told when they were 21. This was the rite of passage age. Next chapter. My 401 and warriors and mama M cubed kicking the enemy's butt. <laughs> My warriors are amazing and M cubed at fighting the dark side. They are the best. Sorry, they are the best because they have been a team for so long that they are in sync. They can read each other's minds in a blink of an eye and finish each other's sentences in an instant. They know who has what powers so they can call each other when they need their expertise. We know how to lean on each other because we have come to rely on each other for our expertise. If anyone is missing, then we can duplicate them so we can still use their specialties. We are glad that we have so many superpowers to choose from because they do come in handy. Cloning is handy because it allows us to to use the superpowers of that individual while they heal. Once they heal, they can return to the battlefield if they want to and are needed. Also, teleportation is helpful because then warriors can teleport themselves to another place at a minute's notice. This is helpful, especially if one is about to die or needs to save a friend. We also use psychic abilities often. It helps to know what the dark side is planning on doing next on the battlefield. We can also shield our minds from being read by them so they don't know that we have read theirs. Pretty scary, huh? This is helpful because then we can keep our plan secret and then we don't find out, sorry, they don't find out that we know what their plans are. Next chapter, my warriors and mama living a life of duplication. M cubed and the warriors live a life of duplication because we like being able to be in several places at once. We can make as many clones as of ourselves as needed. Like I said in the previous chapter, this is handy when fighting. It is also helpful when we need to have the clone travel to a battlefield in the blank spot and have the original one stay behind. Have the original one stay behind um, to make sure that the home stays safe. Even though the blank spot is used for battles, it doesn't mean 
that the dark or middle side won't try to start something at our home while we are away at war. They did do this once when M-cubed was on a trip. The dark side tried to find out more about the light side by attempting to raid my palace. But they were unsuccessful because my warriors that were at home stopped them. They didn't expect anyone to be there. The dark side thought that the duplicates were the originals. Even when they discovered that this was false, they couldn't share it with anyone back home because their memories were erased. When they returned home, they felt like something was different, but they couldn't put their finger on it. This frustrated them for a little bit, but they soon forgot about it, realizing they would never be able to identify it. So they just went about their lives as if nothing had ever happened. All right, next chapter. My favorite warriors and their names. I don't have all 401 of my warriors anymore. I kept my favorites and gave away the others to defend other children in the world. The favorites that I kept are Christmas Koala, CK, Easter Bunny, Mamiao, Freedom, Isabella, Francesca, Hope, Barry, Summer, Sparkles, and Sunny. Even though I have, sorry, even though I gave away 390, I can still contact them if I need their help because I still have a connection with them. I can have them duplicate themselves and send me their clone to help me. I have psychic connections with the children I sent them to. This enables me to tell them when I need to borrow one of their warriors. I have run into a child that refuses, I have not run into a child that refuses my request when I do this. They may have renamed the warriors because they have my permission to do so. Even if their name changes, their superpowers are consistent. This is vital because if their powers did change and I didn't know this, that would be determinant to the survival of the light side. Their powers can become stronger, which is good because it means they know how to use them better. They can also discover new things to do with their powers. For example, CK discovered that she could clone herself and send it with a list of some of her powers, but not all of them. This is beneficial because I may only need to utilize some of her powers, but not all of them. The powers that be will have some of the energy and strength drained from her. But the ones that aren't used will retain strength and energy. Next chapter, their powers and specialties. My warriors have various powers, including psychic, telekinesis, immortality, and cryokinetic. Some of them can teleport, time travel, become invisible, modify the weather, and make illusions. Others have special tools like x-ray vision, fairy, or dragon wings. And finally, some have specializations in superhuman senses like strength, sight, smell, and breath. Or taste. They have training sessions monthly to help keep their skills fine-tuned and their specialties up to date. This comes in handy for the yearly competitions to see who will win each specialty. Usually superpowers are passed on to the next generation, but not specialties. They can decide if they want to have the same one their parents have or a different one, means the specialty. They can 
also have more than one specialty if they are willing to learn what is needed for each one. Each specialty has a different coach and set of classes that one has to attend. They all take different amounts of time to complete and master. One has to go through all the classes before one can even dream of mastering their specialty. Once they complete the classes, they have to master their specialty by defeating every coach that has ever taught them in the past. They get three chances to defeat each coach. If they don't succeed in defeating one of them after three tries, they have to start over. As they have to fight the coach that was teaching them. Sorry, also they have to fight the coach that was teaching them. This will be extra challenging because they will know all their weaknesses and strengths unlike the others. So they can be more prepared than the other coaches to win. But they might not win. After all, they are the last coach you fought and defeated. If they don't win the first time through, they will get three more chances to fight and defeat each coach. But they will have all of them except for, sorry, they will have to fight all of them in a different order. <laughs> because if you think about it, let's say you have five coaches and you go through one through three well, but then you can't be the fourth one, meaning you have to start over. And it might be in a different order than what you did before. And the fifth one, let's say that's your own coach. And all the other ones haven't been your coach, so they don't know your strengths and weaknesses, but they do know that specialty because they were coaches in the past. So that's kind of tricky where, at least for them, because they don't know you like your coach does, um, which can make it harder for them to prepare for fighting you. And so, and what's also kind of cool is that um, with there being a new order of coaches when you lose and you have to start over, then you can't cheat because you wouldn't be like, oh, well, now I'm doing a different order, so I kind of forgot what that coach was good at and what they were bad at. So, you know, it's it makes it more challenging on you and maybe on them too because they forgot they might forget what your strengths and weaknesses were. Okay, so that will be the end of this episode. I hope that this week's episode of Think Out for your imagination brought new ideas to your mind and reminded you of when you were little and would imagine and pretend and play with your friends or yourself and create games in your mind and, you know, just be, just be a kid and have fun and, you know, what it's like to dream it and do that and be able to um, be a little kid again and, you know, believe in things like fairy tales and mermaids and um, wonderful creatures. I will talk to you next Thursday.